You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? Johnny Heller here, host of the Phillies Nation podcast. You're listening to another episode. Uh, it's about 1030 on Tuesday night. You're probably listening to this on a Wednesday. Um, the Phillies just split a doubleheader with the Red Sox, uh, had leads in both games, blew the leads in both games. They were able to uh, come back and win in game one, but not quite in game two. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ty Dobbert. Ty, what's going on? In 14 innings of baseball, I don't know if I've ever seen just like so many relievers where I'm watching and just expecting them to blow the game. Between both teams, I'm not sure there was much confidence among uh, any of the viewers that these relievers were, were going to keep the game uh, you know, in favor of their team. And as we saw, there was a lot of back and forth because both teams, the Red Sox and the Phillies today, had some bad bullpen play. That's kind of been the story of the Phillies season so far, uh, among other things such as you know their really awesome one-two punch in the starting rotation and their really awesome offense. But uh, if you ask most people about the 2020 Phillies, they'd probably go with the uh, – with the bullpen struggles first, and it's understandable because they are very, very in your face. They're very, um, like, they're brutal. The bullpen struggles are brutal to, to watch. Uh, and some of these, these losses that the Phillies have are just, like, gut-punching. Like, they, they tried, to blow the, tried to blow the first game. Uh, Tommy Hunter, who's been really good, he gave up. Uh, home run to Dahlbeck, who homered in the second game. He just had an unreal day, like a ridiculous day. Uh, but the Phillies, they came back and, and won on a on a walk off in the seventh inning by Alec Bohm, the rookie third baseman, and uh, David Phelps in the second game. He blew the lead. Uh, he gave he gave up a homer to Dahlbeck too, right? Uh, so. Just a rough one. That guy had the Phillies' names today, and I, I don't know what to say. These Phillies relievers that are supposedly supposed to be the ones that uh, take down the big innings for them, uh, take down, you know, to use a Gabe Kapler-ism, I guess. Uh, they aren't taking down those innings uh, very efficiently. They're giving up a lot of leads. And, uh, yeah, that's just been the story the whole season, like I said. Yeah, uh, it has, and and Macklintock made a few moves. He made he acquired three uh, bullpen pieces. I think what ten days before the trade deadline, and, and acquired another one on the day of the trade de- de- deadline. So, you know, they've been proactive about fixing it, but it, it hasn't mattered. Um, David Hale, David Phelps, Heath Embry, and Brandon Workman, who they've acquired in exchange for, you know, some – I think – who do you think the most valuable player they gave up was? Pavetta or Siebold? One of the two. It, I feel probably like Siebold. There's been a lot coming out of, of – I've seen on Twitter from, like, Red Sox writers about how impressed, how impressed the team has been with Siebold. You know, who knows? Uh, but anyway, so they, they gave up, you know, a, a few different guys for, for these four relievers who – um, you know, Workman had a really good year last year. Phelps was one of the best 
relievers in ba- in in baseball when they acquired him or, or up there maybe not one of the best in baseball but he was having a really good year um and they came here and now they have a 759 era they've given up 18 earned runs is that, is that is that the four of those of four combined yes 20 or yeah 18 earned runs in 21 and a third innings so not bad and like the the thing is too, when they acquired those guys, like the the bullpen did become better for 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 like a a part of their um, you know, when they were winning a lot of games, they still been winning a lot of games, a decent amount of games. Um, like the the bullpen was definitely better, but that wasn't really those guys pitching well. It was Tommy Hunter and Blake Parker and Jojo Romero who looked great again tonight. It, it was those guys. Um, you know, figuring it out. Hector Neris had a good stretch in there. Um, so the bullpen got better, but it wasn't because of the guys they acquired. It was because it was better. And honestly, the, the, the difference between the team, uh, like, when they were winning is, you know, during the win streak, they were jumping out to leads. And then they weren't blowing them. And, like, they're still jumping out to leads. Like, they're just blowing them. And that was the same thing that happened when they lost five in a row um, and led in every single game. When they got swept by the Orioles and led in every single game. This offense is really good, and it likes to strike early. They, you know, have – if they won every game they led by two, they'd be the best team in baseball. But they just don't do that. And, you know, it, <laughs> it seems like every every day they're winning in the fourth inning and losing in the seventh when, you know, when it's not going well. I think it's possible that there's a world where um, these four guys, especially Workman, Hembry, and Phelps uh, – where really down the stretch, like the last couple of weeks of the season, I know I already know we only have about three weeks, but you know maybe the last fifteen games or so, I think there is a chance that uh, that last stretch and then into the playoffs, uh, they could just get really good, and I think that would be huge for the Phillies uh, to have their bullpen working into the playoffs because. I think these guys – I've said this even about the Phillies relievers who were pitching so badly at the beginning of the year, like Naris and Hunter and uh, pitchers like that. Like, I think they're better than they're pitching, but for some reason they come to the Phillies and they're really bad. It doesn't make sense. Phelps was so good to begin this season, and the minute he got to the Phillies, he just gives up homers every single time. It doesn't make sense. So I, I think there is a chance that, like, these these pitchers could turn out to, uh, you know, they could progress to the mean is what I guess I'm trying to say. And, uh, you know, this bullpen could be, like, looking at the names alone, this could be a – this looks like a good bullpen, right? Like, if you were just somebody who didn't really follow the Phillies but you had an idea – of some of the the relievers across Major League Baseball, if somebody handed you a a list, like say you haven't watched any games this year, but they handed you a list of these names, and it's like Brandon Workman, Hector Neris, David Phelps, Heath Embry, Tommy Hunter. Um, You know, you have Jose Alvarez coming back maybe. Um, You know, you look at that list and you're like, yeah, they could probably – they could probably hold their own and just for some reason they cannot hold their own and they give up leads left and right. Uh, other than that, that little stretch that you talked about a, a week or two ago where they figured it out a little bit, but they are back to not having it figured out. 
it's really one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Uh, it makes for entertaining baseball, I think. A lot of meltdowns yeah. on the Twitter timeline. <laughs> it's just, it, it's it's so weird. Yeah, well, the the thing is, too, like like you talked about all those guys, and, and on paper, I think the one qualm someone might have is, I know, I know Workman has, has been a closer in Boston, and, and Naris has been a closer here, but someone might say, oh, they don't have a shutdown closer. But it's not like, like in past Philly scenes, it's been like, oh, you know, this team, they can hold it until the ninth. No, this team has – it's literally like no inning is safe. There's – it could be the sixth inning. It could be the ninth inning. It could be whatever inning. If they're only up by two or three runs, you know, anything could happen. Um, you know, we didn't even mention yesterday's game. It's an absolute miracle they won that. They were up 6 nothing, and all of a sudden it's 7-6 in the seventh inning. And, and um, you know, heroics by Alec Bohm, you know, and Andrew Knapp walk obviously that extended the inning and Alec Bohm and then Gene Segura hitting a absolute tank um like you know that they could have this could have easily been a really really brutal three three game losing streak like they're they're they just hit too much (laughs) to lose they, they do um I think we should talk about obviously you know the bullpen like I agree there's a good chance they figure it out um, a lot of the guys who were here were really bad. Like I said, like Tommy Hunter, those guys were bad. And then they kind of regressed to the mean or progressed to the mean. So maybe that'll happen with these guys who they've brought in. Like it's a, it's a solid bullpen. It should maybe be. like, like how there's the, uh, like the Sixers rookie curse. Like you have to miss your, your first year. If you're on the Philadelphia 76ers, maybe the, every Phillies reliever just has to be really bad for like, three to four weeks like it's a it's a requirement this year and they'll figure it out at the end i i have one more thing before we uh move on to whatever you wanted to talk about um you know we've had ray dunn on this podcast uh, of the ring it challenge johnny and i have been participating basically every day one of us has been winning and it's not ty it's not me (laughs) um so basically johnny does this um too but he does it a lot better than i do uh, we go for the value picks, the three, four, five point players basically every night. Um, and almost, I, I think every time that Andrew Knapp plays, I take him. Um, and then what was it? Sunday, the Phillies had a day game. I was busy early in the day. I, uh, I forgot to select in the ring it challenge. I look at my phone. And I have like a million notifications, uh, including a tweet from Ray saying like, I really hope that Ty <laughs> took Andrew Knapp and ring it because he hit a home run off Jacob deGrom. Uh, I did not take him. I forgot. I still only have like eight points or seven points or something. Uh, most of them from Reese Hoskins when Ray had a like, a like a deal going on where Hoskins was worth seven points. Uh, for his first homer of the season. So, yeah, I, I didn't pick him. I'm, I'm struggling in ring it. Johnny looks like he's going to win it. Yeah, uh, he's going he's gonna to win that dinner with Jason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I basically I was behind a little bit to start the season. A, a couple guys got Goslin, and it was like the second day of the season they were up. I mean, I think we had Ray on after this, so we talked about how, like, all of a sudden the dudes had nine points three games in the season. Um, but like Ty said – 
just the value picks I pick. I think I usually just pick one of um, McCutcheon and Gregorius are two points, and then Segura's three points. Bruce is two points. I usually pick one of those four guys. Uh, I got lucky. I picked Hoskins when he was seven points, and I picked Quinn once when he over. That's like that's all it takes. So. Yeah. Yep. So that's the uh, the ring it challenge. We'll plug that yeah. again. Everybody follow Ray Dunn. I think it's at Ray Dunn BTB. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's the ring it challenge. Look it up on Twitter. Uh, you pick a Phillies player to hit a home run every game. And if your player homers that day, then you get some points yeah. and you can win yeah. tickets or, uh, a, a night out, <laughs> a night out with Ray's friend, Jason, which is, yeah. uh, the ultimate prize. You can talk to him about his dad's AL only fantasy baseball league. <laughs> um, so yeah, we can move on to whatever you wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, uh, well, all right. So it, it did feel like a, a bad weekend for the Phillies. Um, you know, they, they're they coming off a, a four-game sweep of the Nationals last week. Um, after – we don't really have to go into this. After, like, I don't know what the Nationals social media team is doing. Like, they, they just set themselves up big time. You know, they, they – Yeah, they posted something like it's <laughs> – <laughs> their record against the Phillies yeah. and like how it's not actually easy or it's not actually difficult to beat the Phillies. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, was, it was kind of a good tweet if they didn't end up getting right, swept. If they, yeah. <laughs> they got swept. <laughs> yeah, they got swept. So I think a lot of people on Twitter had a field day with that. Um, so coming off that, you know, the Phillies win on Friday and you know, another five-game winning streak. But then a couple tough losses this weekend where they really weren't in it at any point. Um, and then another loss today against, what, the second or third worst team in baseball. and Something like know, that. Yeah, you'd be sitting here thinking, all right, you know, Philly still have a playoff spot, um, probably still pretty far out of it. They are one and a half games out of first place in the NL East. One and a half games. Yeah. And in this season, in this season, uh, eight eight teams making it from each league. I would be shocked. Like it would have to be a, a I don't remember, but like I think it was nineteen sixty four or something like right. that level type of. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't born yet. Um, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was um, negative thirty six or something. So I I don't exactly know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it would be have to be that type of collapse for the Phillies not to make the playoffs. I yeah, think. I mean they're they're I'm confident they'll they'll make the playoffs. Um they're the like the San Francisco Giants are making the playoffs as of now, <laughs> I think. The Marlins are on the bubble. They just got a yeah. really really good start from Sixto yeah. Sanchez, the former oh. Phillies farmhand uh that they traded for oh. JT Realmita. So yeah, so actually in in because the the Marlins beat the Braves tonight in that start. And it was really – Sixto had that that really good start, and Jorge Alfaro provided a home run. So, you know, the the trade package for JT really came through. Um, yeah. Where's Will so, Stewart? <laughs> right. Well, Corey Dickerson had, had a nice game too. I guess that was, was a free agent signing. But former Phillies all over the place. Um. Yeah, so like I think we agree. We've we've been saying that on this podcast all season. Even that when the Phillies had that tough start, it's too easy to make the playoffs this season. Like they're yeah, too they good. were they were always going to make the playoffs. They they score too many runs. Like 
I would be I would be really surprised to see them go on like a really another bad stretch, like a a two and eight stretch or a three and seven stretch. Like that would that would surprise me. I think uh, the worst you're gonna see is maybe they go four and six, five and five over over um, ten games. Uh, so that being said, they do have a seven game series coming up against the Miami Marlins. Which, first of all, seven games. That's <laughs> absolutely crazy. Second of all, the Phillies have struggled against the Marlins um, over the past, you know, year plus. Obviously, um, that's like that's small sample size. Maybe it's just, you know, fluky. But the Marlins are a good team. Do you think the Phillies can come out of this okay? Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Um, I think they're – it's probably – a lock that they lose um, whatever game they face 6-0. Yeah. I, I think that... That'll be Sunday. One I think that it's not even be, like skill aside, just um, for pure content purposes, the, melt, <laughs> the, the meltdown that it would cause yeah. on online, I think, um, I, I think that's just a reason alone that right. well, 6-0 will probably get the Phillies, win there. Philly's Twitter already having, I think, a tough time seeing what Sixto Sanchez is doing because, um, you know, Spencer Howard, great prospect, and he's, he's going to be a really good player. But he has absolutely struggled so far this year. And, and you look down south and Sixto Sanchez, four starts. He has, I think he has a 1.8 ERA. Um, he's pitching deep into games. He's been, he's been so good. Uh, so even if the Phillies sign, re-sign JT Romuto, I think it'll be tough to watch uh, what happens in, in Sanchez's career. Um, yeah. He's good. He's really he's good. good. <laughs> he's he throws so hard. Yeah, and it's it's effortless. It's he, He's just really good. Um, yeah, the Marlins series, the thing about the Marlins series, Marlins don't hit really well. I know they just acquired Starling Marte. But they don't score a lot of runs. Um, they have a 6-9. T- their team OPS is 690. Uh, so I think I think it'll be um, I think it'll be an entertaining series because they, they have a lot of good young pitchers, um, but I think the Phillies will be fine. I think I think a lot of people are, are worried just because of how the Phillies have fared against them recently. Yeah, uh, I I agree with you there, and uh, you know as long as the Phillies don't have that Marlins collapse like they seem to have for some reason, uh, I think we should talk about how if if this series goes well. This team has a really good shot, like a really good shot of winning this division. Uh, Like you said earlier, they're a game and a half out of first place, uh, and they're behind the Braves, and the Braves just lost starting pitcher Max Freed, who's been one of the best pitchers in the National League and all of baseball so far. And other than him, the Braves starting pitching is not very good to to be honest about it like uh he he has been the one carrying that rotation and uh at this point who really knows like maybe they get Hamels back soon I think I saw something about that but um who knows how effective he'll be so I I think with Freed going down that really does open the door for a Phillies um you know for, for the Phillies to take this division and steal a division uh, lead, even with all the flaws that they have mostly uh, in the bullpen, I would say. 
because there there's not too many holes in this lineup and the starting pitching for the most part has been really good. Uh, but even with all these games that the bullpen has blown, there is a decent shot, uh, a beyond decent shot. There's a really good shot that the Philadelphia Phillies can win the National League East. Yeah, um, I agree. I think I think when we we saw the Phillies play the Braves, um, I think it like they seemed relatively even, even though it was kind of like the the Phillies rotation clearly better, the Braves bullpen clearly better, and they both have um, pretty prolific offenses. And, um, you know, that they don't play each other anymore this season. So, that, like, it's not like they can make up or lose games that way. So, it, it's, it's really going to be a matter of, obviously, how, how the Braves can um, bounce back from the freed injury. Uh, obviously, Mike Soroka, their ace out for the season. Was he hurt in his first, second start of the year? I think it was second. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but – even even if they get like Hamels back, like you said, who knows how he's gonna look? Um, he wasn't even great in the second half of of last year. No. I think he was hurt. Yeah, but uh, still not great, and he's getting older. And as we have uh, seen with Jake Arrieta in Philadelphia, like even if you were an ace type of pitcher at one point in your career, um, when you're getting older and battling injuries as a starting pitcher it can be tough to to bounce back from things like that so it's not a anywhere near a lock that Hamels is going to be anything close to really good uh, right. so we'll have to see but the Philly starting pitching looks pretty good with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler um, Eflin has looked good other than he just gives he uh, it's, he gives up he Lefties do too much damage. Yeah, every, so every every single Zach Eflin start, um, it, it seems like he cruises through the first like three or four innings, and then he just has he just starts getting beaten around by by lefties. And uh, I'm no I'm no pitching guru. We've talked about this on the pod a little bit. It, it obviously last year pitching coach Chris Young tried to get him to throw four seamers up, and it worked for a while. And then uh, Eflin was no longer comfortable with it, and it, it started not to work as well. And he went back to the sinker. And I, I think the, the sinker, the two-seamer, works really, really well against righties. Um, but watching him against lefties, it, it feels like he's trying to, to pitch it into them. And it just – if you if you're pitching into a lefty, if you're throwing, you know, 94-mile-per-hour sinkers into a lefty and you're not getting it, like, in on their hands, they're going to crush it. And he's leaving too many of those out over the plate. So I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. Like, do you think he should, he should throw that four-seamer up? to lefties or have some some other way to approach them yeah I think I think it's probably a combination of what the Phillies tried to do with him last year that didn't exactly work it, like you said it worked for a while um and what he wants to do and be like a straight sinker ball pitcher right um I, I obviously the sinker has worked against righties like you said uh, there's just points where it looks almost unhittable for right-handed hitters yeah. Uh, it has so much movement on it. It's a really mm -hmm. good pitch. Yeah, but it, as we saw today, like lefties can just do too much with it, especially if they <laughs> know it's coming and it leaks over the plate. That Devers homer was... Devers, so Devers hits one 116 miles per hour, and then Verdugo hits one like almost to the third deck. I mean, it was, they were just teeing off. Um, and yeah. that was, you know, the, the first go around, he struck both those guys out, so it looked like he maybe 
um, had it going against lefties. But yeah, I, I it, think... it, yeah, if he can mix in that four seamer that he had working for him at points last year, but that's probably more of a complete pitcher. Right. Um, and I think, so the thing with Zach Eflin, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but uh, the thing with Zach Eflin right now, like it's not the same as it was with Nick Pavetta and Vince Velasquez. Like he is, as he is right now, he's a serviceable like four or five. Right. Um, but I think at his worst, at his worst. Right. But I think, I think there's been enough from him to show that maybe he could be even better than that. So I think like, I wouldn't call him a project, but like, you know, we talked about Pavetta and Velasquez, how like, you know, give them time to grow. And I think the same thing's true with Eflin, even though he is already um, like a good major league starter, I think there's room to grow there. And I just, you know, uh, once he's a free agent, 2023, 2024, something like that, he's, he's got a few more years here. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if he can, you know, make some sort of next step. Yeah, so that that's the top three uh, in the rotation. And even with those questions about Eflin, uh, that's a lot better than what the Braves have going for them right now but with Freed out. And um, I, I think that's enough to kind of gain some ground in the division, especially um, when you consider Arietta looks decent. Last, last time out uh, was shelled the time before that if well, I remember. Arietta, it's it's been either like he looks really good or he gets shelled it hasn't really been in between for him but yeah and then the other two guys that have been starting for the most part have been uh Spencer Howard and Vince Velasquez I thought I thought Velasquez looked really good tonight uh um, really tough well uh not a like a top heavy lineup but he looked good against even the, their good guys so yeah nine strikeouts and yeah. five innings I think um, Howard is going to be good. Like you can tell, um, it's just not all there yet. He just needs some time to adjust, but, uh, you know, when you want to win right now and there's not too many games that, uh, you can afford to lose just because this season is so condensed. I, um, I wonder if after all these double headers, if they do consider handing the ball to Vince Velasquez instead of Howard in the rotation. Um, of course, that depends how this this little stretch goes because we're going to see both of those pitchers coming up. So we'll have to see. Um, but even with those questions, I, I think, like I said, this Phillies rotation that a lot of people thought was a, a big question mark, like, but Nola and Wheeler are just so good. Like that is a really good one-two punch. Uh, the the best that the Phillies have had since right. what twenty Lee Holiday twenty twelve eleven yeah. really because yeah twenty eleven you could say you could say Lee Hamels in thirteen but yep um, yeah I, I do want to touch on on you mentioned Howard and Velasquez um, the problem is that they have what like maybe three or four double headers left this year. So basically both those guys are going to have to stay in the rotation near the end of the season. And I, I do think um, like they'd be better served if they could, if they could move Howard to the bullpen earlier and like see how he fits there. Cause like he has the stuff that he could be really like, he could still help um, in the postseason out of the bullpen. Um, 
but I don't, I don't know if I feel great about that. If he doesn't, you know, if he starts throughout the, the remainder of the season, I don't know if that makes sense, uh, but it doesn't matter. Cause they're going to have to start both of them. Um, yeah. At least for now. It, it is what it is. Um, but in general, I think like, obviously we agree they're going to make the playoffs. So some might wonder like, does it even matter? Like every, there's no wild card game. Everyone makes the playoffs, but right now, if they make the playoffs, they play the Padres. Um, Cause I think the Phillies right now, the five seed in the NL and the Padres are the four seed. If they can win the division, they play one of, um, they might play the Cardinals or the, um, the Giants or the Marlins. Like, you want to win your division. Yeah. You, you, I don't think any team wants to play the Padres right now. You don't want to play the Dodgers. Um, you'd have to have probably the, the eighth best record. Um, you don't want to play the Cubs. Like, Ty was right about the Cubs. I was. Uh, I, got, <laughs> I got bullied. I got bullied into not picking them on our predictions podcast by Tim Kelly and Johnny Heller. I got bullied into not picking them. Okay. It is it is crazy. Hugh Darvish so, is so sorry. Good right I was now. I was just gonna say, uh, like the first year after they signed him, it looked like like oh thank goodness the like people thought oh the Phillies only signed Jake Arrieta at least they didn't sign Hugh Darvish to that massive contract. And now Darvish, Darvish is so bad. Good. He has what like six pitches and he throws them all just like incredibly well. Yeah, he's. He's going to win the Cy Young if he keeps this up. He's going to beat the ground. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, so you don't want to play – basically, you don't want to play the Padres. You want to play Gabe Kapler and the Giants because of the narrative uh, and because they're worse. Yeah, and, and the Padres are, like, pretty so good. stacked. They're pretty really stacked. Machado, uh, yeah. Machado is playing really well. Tatis is going to be the MVP. MVP, yeah. Um, Eric Hosmer did just get hurt, but – they traded for Mitch Stop Moreland. Bunting. Stop bunting. They traded Stop for bunting. Mitch Moreland, so they're probably going to make up for that. Yeah. They hit another grand slam tonight. Uh, they traded for Mike Clevenger. I don't know how I forgot that. Like that well, the, team the bull, is, their bullpen is good, and they like made it better. Um, Austin well, their bullpen Nola, wasn't great. To Austin start the year, right? Well, Drew Pomerantz is really good. Um, yes, he is. People people uh, didn't like that signing. I was always in on that side, and he is good. Like, he made himself into a really well, good it's, reliever. It's crazy, crazy because he had one good half, and then all of a sudden, he's like incredible. Uh, but it was different. It was different. Right, right. He's striking everyone out. But they also have Austin Nola, who's the second best catcher in baseball this year, which is the, crazy. That's might, also crazy. He's like a. He might be the best Nola in baseball. He has a higher uh, F four than his brother. People forget that. It's crazy um, how. One day, one day they're going to play for the same team. Well, it's, Aaron's uh, going to pitch to Austin. See, the one thing about a Phillies-Padres matchup in the first round, you get that narrative. And you get the Machado-Harper. Yes, that would be, that would be an incredible series. Uh, that would be, be really cool. A lot of good content. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Austin, yeah, was that? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, he's like 30, isn't he? He's like, kind of old. He just came out of nowhere. It's really crazy. I don't know. Yeah, but um, winning winning your division is so important this year, just because you know that only makes sense um, it, uh, with the expanded postseason. Worst teams are getting in, so you want to stay at the at the top in those top three 
seeds. Like it's, it's pretty basic. And you think till last year's uh, postseason format, um, you know, even if you win your division, like uh, it doesn't really matter. Cause even right. if you're playing the wild card team, like the wild card team is going to be really good too. A good team. That would be the Padres. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. last year's nationals. Like, right. So this year it's especially important to win your division and uh, we're going to see if the Phillies can do it. I think, I think they're going to, what do you say? Yeah, I agree. I think they can. Uh, I seven games in five days. That's just like the the spectrum. The spectrum of where they could come out of this weekend is is pretty wide. Uh, but it'll be definitely. They're, they're just better. Out. They're better than the Marlins. Yeah, they are. They but they were better than the Marlins last year. Yeah, I like, guess. I don't know. I. I do think that stuff's always fluky. Like you can't base anything off a 19 game sample size. It just happens. It yep. happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts? I guess. We can talk yeah. About... The, um, the day game alternates look really good under the lights. I think they should make that their primary. The, yeah. Uh, those are the best jerseys they have. Um, I don't want to hear any of the nonsense about the powder blues. Uh, the, like the powder blues are maybe the fourth best jersey. I would say it's the creams and then um, the road grays and then the pinstripes and then the red jerseys because Velasquez always shoves in those and then the powder blues. Um, just the most overrated jerseys in baseball, I think. I think there are like four different powder blue jerseys that are better than the Phillies powder blue jerseys. Yeah, and I, I'm not even going to comment on that, but, uh, <laughs> but. Like the the cream jerseys, like under the lights, they just looked yeah. super sharp. And for some reason, I've always liked the pinstripes when they like. Maybe it's just because they hardly do it, but when they wear them during a day game, like on opening day or something, I think it usually looks good. Like maybe they should just switch it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, but maybe they maybe should. should. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have to go into it too deep, but. Is is Bryce Harper gonna come out of this? Is JT? He, I mean, it, Harper hit that last ball. He hit to left field was, was hit really hard. Yeah. I I think he'll be fine. Yeah, it's just you know someone said this on Twitter like, fifteen games in a hundred sixty two game season isn't that big a deal? But this is a quarter of their season that he's he slumped. But it hasn't even mattered. They've won a lot. So yeah. Happens. They score so many runs, and they've they never even had like their three best hitters just raking at the same time. Ever, they just never have. Yeah, well, Hoskins hit some balls hard today, and got nothing. For I it. thought he, I thought he tied it up. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I thought that yeah. was gone. Yeah, he hit that. <laughs> but uh, when he's locked in, it's it's like it's, different. It's yeah, seriously it's, different. It feels like it feels like 2017. Like every single day, like you go up there. And you either think he's gonna walk or hit a bomb. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Feels like but uh, when he's cold, like he's pretty clearly like really tough to watch. So right. some of the swings are just rough, but when he's on, like that's an entertaining that's an entertaining baseball player. Um, speaking made a of nice over the shoulder catch today. Like, yeah, he's rangy in the field. Some would say. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, of guys entertaining to watch and have good eyes, Andrew Knapp. Like, he's kept this up. I think – when did you write that article about him? Two weeks ago? Yeah, about Maybe. two weeks ago. I got, I got worried. Well, even the day before I was scheduled to write, to write it, 
he um he made the play. It was the play, but he started the game so bad, and I was like, oh, this is going to not work. But then I think he got a hit, and then he saved the – didn't really save the game. He completed that really awesome play. Yeah. And um, I wrote that, that story about how good he was to start the year, and he's probably been as good or better. Yeah, so, so he, he has a 10-game on base streak. He's, so he's reached base in 15 of 16, and the crazy thing is he's he's – just like pinch hit in like four different games. And he's just reached I, in all of them. He pinch hit tonight. I think Girardi is getting to a point where he's like, oh, this may like he's obviously not this good. Like he can't be. Nobody's this good. Like five seventy <laughs> on base percentage yeah. or whatever. Right. Like nobody's that good. Ooh, but bombs. I think I think um nap. I, I think Joe Girardi is getting to a point where he's like Oh, maybe he's just like actually good, and I should pinch hit with him and like feel a little more comfortable putting him in the lineup. Yeah, well, and and Tim Kelly of of Phillies Nation, our own Tim Kelly, said on Twitter that he thinks Nap should get some playing time against the Marlins, even as a DH this week. I, I, Jay Bruce is on the DL or IL, sorry, Roman Quinn's on the IL. Um, I think Kingery might be coming back soon, but still, uh, you know. Nap, I think, is probably probably gives you more at the plate than um, like Neil Walker right now, uh, and you know why not? Why not ride him? And, and it's the thing is too, it's it's not like he comes in and it's these fluky at bats. He every time it's he he works good counts. He sees the ball really well. He doesn't really chase. Um, he's just you know he's just really good. <laughs> I mean he's you know he's he's got a good approach. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. Um, maybe, you know, I, I don't know if you remember this, but in 2018 when they uh, they traded for Ramos and at one point before the rosters expanded in September, they sent Knapp down to AAA and he plays some third base, some outfield. Maybe they uh, throw him around the diamond a little Listen, bit. They're short, they're short <laughs> on outfielders. So. Yeah. Listen, he can – yeah, why not? I'm, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, do you have any other thoughts before we uh, wrap things up? Uh, you want to talk about your big anniversary before we end the pod? Oh, yes, yes. Um, so we probably have talked about this on the pod at least once when we had Joe Giglio on to talk about the 2018 Phillies. So uh, on this date, September 8th. Uh, on, the, on the date of our recording. Yes, so today, Tuesday night. Um, Gabe Kapler built one of the most impressive lineups of all time. I'll just name the five the first five in the lineup is Carlos Santana playing third base. It was uh Justin Bohr playing first base, Wilson Ramos catching, Reese Hoskins playing left field of course, and Astrubal Cabrera playing shortstop. Uh so listen <laughs> The, the 2018 Phillies were a horrible defensive team. I don't think they ever put, like, like as bad a defensive product as they did on this, on this night. Santana Astrid was good at third, though. Yeah, Santana, Santana was good at, at, at third at some points. He, you know, threw a couple balls away and whatnot. But he was, some would say, rangy at third. Um, Astrubal Cabrera <laughs> was, like, three or four years removed from actually playing shortstop full-time. Yeah, he was good. He was like he made a lot of highlights in like 2007 
with <laughs> Cleveland at shortstop. He like made a lot of good plays then. Uh, but that was like 11 years before he was on the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he plays first base oh, now. He literally, like, all of those guys are pretty much first baseman, other than Ramos. But Ramos, Ramos is, who has is cost like the, the Mets several games with his inability <laughs> to tag. Yeah. He's like the worst catcher in, in baseball. Um, so that lineup, I don't remember. Like, I, it didn't strike me then. I think I, I found it again last year looking back, and it's just – it's incredible. It's truly a work of art put together by Matt Klempak and Gabe Kapler. How time flies. Like, yeah, and I was looking through – Two years just, ago already. Yeah, I was reading about stuff today just, like, from that offseason before they traded Santana, and, and everything was like, oh, Gabe Kapler was on – WIP this morning seems like the Phillies expect Carlos Santana to play third base in 2019. They might have won more games, but you know, I guess you know, turn the page, Poppy. Yeah, I think we could end it on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week to record after a seven-game series against the Marlins. Talk to you then. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.